This is a production of Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. Here we go, Chalk Talk. It's brought to you by Craft Treats. Make your pet happier. They have you taken care of. They have, they have the pet treats that'll take care of arthritis. My dog's moving around a little bit slow. I hate to admit it. Anxiety. We've got a fox outside here, Chris, that I don't know if you've ever been around a fox, but they scream literally like bloody murder. And um, so my dog is very anxious about the fox screaming outside. So what do we do? We give him a little bit of the Kraft Treats CBD oil, and man, he is good to go. And you can click on the link provided for a 15% discount. They've also got the uh, Whole Food Treats. They've got everything. This is fantastic. It's good for your pet. It's going to help your pet, especially when it comes to anxiety and pain. You don't want that out of your pet. You want your pet to be happy. So go to Craft Treats and click on the link provided you get 15% off. Chris, uh, we were discussing SEC spring meetings last week, and I'm curious. It just feels like we're on the verge, not the verge, but there will be another expansion. I don't know if it's, I mean, heck, we didn't know going into uh, SEC media days that it was going to happen when it did. So, but year two, three, whatever it is, it's eventually going to happen. Who do you think might be the targeted program? Well, you mean, and just a clarification, you're talking about the SEC adding more teams. Um, that's what you're referring to as opposed right. to playoff expansion, which I think is definite. Dave, I, I, I'm not – I don't see it. I mean, I don't have the answer because, see, I knew Oklahoma and Texas had wandering eyes for years. I mean, I think we all knew that. Now, we thought for a stretch there was going to go to the Pac-12, and, you know, and, and then obviously we know they're coming into the SEC. Who's leaving? So I don't know. Like, for example, people would say things like, well, Clemson's a natural SEC-type school. Well, but the buyout is so large out of the ACC now. I, I don't see that. Who are you going to expand to? I don't think there's anybody left that's worth going after if you're the SEC. Think about it. Um, would they accept Notre Dame's brand if they wanted to come? Yeah. Who else? I mean, you're not going to go after I mean, I just don't see them. I throw people three things out. Well, go after NC State or Virginia Tech. Okay, maybe. But do you, I mean, do you want to go to Virginia Tech to get the kind of the D.C. market, the mid-Atlantic market? Maybe. But again, look at the, once the ACC was purged by a couple of schools, when they lost Maryland in particular, they up their buyout to where that is. I mean, that's that's money that's going to be tough. So I don't really see that. And would – while Virginia Tech and Clemson would – is that – does that really change it? I just don't know. I think we'd have to see some, some complete fallout because I just don't see anybody leaving. I don't see USC leaving the Pac-12. I don't see Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State leaving the Big Ten. And, again, I – think because of the buyout, I don't see those teams in the ACC. And who do you want? Okay, yeah, Florida State, Miami, Clemson. Again, the buyout, those are the, the where, where I would go in terms of the schools, but I don't see that as being realistic. And 
where are you going to go? You want to get somebody out of the Big 12? Really? I mean, somebody – I mean, I mean, Kansas excites you. I mean, Iowa State, TCU, Baylor, nice programs, but not programs that are going to raise the profile of the SEC. I just – I don't think there's the prime programs available to be perched if you're the big-time programs anymore, unless we have complete collapse and you start to merge some of those teams that I was talking about, in which the SEC would be on the top of the food chain. But I I don't see it the way other people do, that it's going to be expanded anytime soon, I, unless there's a collapse, which who knows it might be. Yeah, so expanded, you're saying if, if if it happens, expansion, you're not just talking about SEC expansion. You would be talking about there's a whole nother level of college football, which very well could happen of maybe, maybe top 32. Would that be good or bad for the sport? Well, I don't know. I mean, look, I think I, – I think, so let's just say play what if. if and, and you think about this right now. The SEC is so strong with your TV contract. The next contract that's being up for grabs, the Big Ten, they thought they were going to have it by Memorial Day. Dave, they tell me that Big Ten contract coming up will blow people away. Amazon's interested. NBC's interested. Fox has it, but they want it more. So now that you've got the streaming partners involved, Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. SEC got their big deal. The Big Ten's getting ready to get their big deal. ACC's making a boatload of money, but they'll be third on the food chain. And then, so I don't know where the where the breakup's going to be. But in a in a world of it was only let's say it was just Big Ten and SEC, so to speak. You could have almost like an AFC NFC type where you got thirty. Instead of 16 and 16, you'd have 32 teams and 32 teams. Then you're talking about major restructuring because as we're discussing now in the SEC, with Oklahoma and Texas coming in 2025, it looks like, or sooner if, if it's sooner, but it's likely 2025, they're trying to figure out that we can't do divisions anymore because we can't play teams. We got Georgia and A&M that you can go five years to one of those schools and not play the other. So now we're trying to look at pods to where you play everybody in your pod and then you play everybody else within the conference within two years. The conferences are getting so big that you can't manage playing one another. That makes it difficult from a scheduling standpoint to get some integrity of who the best teams are. I think the the, the trendy thing now, the Pac-12s looks like they're going to do it, is to go away with divisions, take the two best teams. So you get rid of East-West, and who's the two best teams in your league at the end of the year based upon you, you play a schedule, kind of like the old days when you had 10 teams. Everybody played one another, and then you had the best team, and they went. Now it would be like that, except you wouldn't play everybody, but you'd play a decent sample size and you take the two best teams based on criteria regardless of and then put them in the in the in the championship game which could be a rematch like you see in the big 12 right now so i think this is going to be real interesting 
the integrity of finding your two teams and divisions that that's getting tougher and tougher because there are too many teams. Yeah. And you know, this may have already happened and it occurred to me while I was talking to you, maybe the sec programs for the most part, the contenders are already at such a level where it would be tough for another program to catch them. I mean, the pool is, there's not a lot of programs you would look out there and say, facilities and support they could jump in the sec i well, don't that's know there's right. more than five look there's a lot of talk about okay when is oklahoma and texas coming in and they want to get in and all of that stuff the the powers that be at oklahoma and texas would like to get into the sec as soon as possible but the money even those places the money is too steep to buy out early in the big 12 but you know what they're telling me the football people are telling me at Oklahoma and Texas, quietly, they will not say this publicly. They said, we're not ready for the SEC. We need to 2025 to build up our recruiting infrastructure, begin to recruit that we're going to play in the SEC, and get our programs to where we can be competitive because right now they think they may struggle. And when I say struggle, look, Oklahoma, they're not as good as Alabama. They're not as good as Georgia, but they could compete with with Florida and Tennessee and A&M and LSU this year, but they're not, you know, they're not, they're third, maybe fourth best in the SEC, Texas even further down. So I think they both think that they got a ways to go in a program like Clemson. I think Clemson has been great, but even at their highest level, if they had to go through the SEC gauntlet, I mean, right now they've got a really easy path in the ACC. Yeah, I mean, right now, they're the third best program in the SEC right now, if you put them in there. At best, maybe in a given year, they'd be fourth or fifth. Last year would probably be more down to fifth. But Clemson is behind Alabama. They're behind Georgia. And, you know, maybe on a par with that third to fourth best team in the SEC, whereas they are the absolute, so far and away, the king in the ACC that it's not even close. So it is going to be tough competitively to get in the SEC. Everybody wants to get in financially, but nobody wants – people tell me all the time, Arkansas fans, we'd be much better in the Big 12. Why don't we go to the Big 12? Are you kidding me? That's like saying, I, you know, they, are lo- they would lose so much money. They're in it for the money. Follow the money. The SEC is, is, a, is a print – money machine and that's why people want to be there but competitively in football very very difficult interesting because the two teams always wanted to add to the sec especially when they added missouri and texas a&m i I like the regional aspect of it i'm kind of uh old-timey guy i thought clemson and florida state would be cool you would have two in-state rivalries I thought that would grow into something like the iron bowl over time it already is both those rivalries to some extent are but if they were in conference and it meant more i thought that would be super cool now me and a guy named bobby bowden no i i agree with you and bobby bowden decided to go to the acc yeah the sec came after but you know what happened this would be interesting for, for the listeners to understand there was a gentleman's agreement between South Carolina when they got in, Florida, um, Georgia, that 
if it ever came down to Florida State, Clemson, Georgia Tech, and then when A&M got in, Texas, that those those schools would band together and block. So in other words, they would not vote to get those other teams in. Well, that that didn't go too well when Texas came in. When they saw the Texas cha-ching money, that, that made a big difference. So so a lot of the, the, the things that we talk about and the fans talk about, boy, Clemson and Florida State would be great, be a natural. Yeah, they would be in that they're the Southern Missouri doesn't fit in the SEC any way, shape, or form. At all, they, they're they, you know they really don't, but bizarre. But it's really, but it brings in the St. Louis market, TV market, and that's in the other schools. They already have South Carolina market. They already have Georgia market. They already have the Florida market, and those schools kind of backed up one another and said, "We'll vote against." You know, you have our back. We'll have your back. You know, we're going to vote against those. That they all had that, but then they all gave the finger to A and M, and they said we all voted Texas in because the money was too good. So that's why A and M was just so they've got a they've got a saying in College Station. It's called um, BAS, Battered Aggie Syndrome. They think everybody's against them, and they they, they pretty much kind of see that. Kind of right now, that's pretty much the case. <laughs> yeah, uh, they've got a lot of battered ball syndrome in this <laughs> I do. neck of the woods as well. He's Chris Landry. Go to LandryFootball.com to learn more about football than you ever imagined you could. Also, save 15% off by clicking on the link provided, and your pet will be happier. It will be more comfortable. It won't have to worry about that arthritis. It won't have to worry about that anxiety when the storms roll in. That is... Craft Treats. Check them out. The link is provided. Again, a 15% discount if you use that link. Uh, Craft Treats. So in the end, just in closing, I think we can all agree, Chris, that Nick Saban comes away looking like the guy who won that verbal tussle. That's pretty pretty safe to say. Well, I think most people nationally look at A&M and Jimbo Fisher and say, okay, you had a show cause penalty at AM. You had problems at Florida State off the field and NCAA wise. Um, you know, Nick Saban doesn't have that. We all can speculate that no one's cleaning college football coaching. I've been a recruiting coordinator in this league. I can vouch for that. But you have nothing like that with Nick Saban. And Nick Saban is, you know, look, all the titles he's won. And so I think they're saying really Jimbo you're going after that guy but then there's some people that say well Nick was out of line and Jimbo responded inappropriately I thought Jimbo had a chance to come looking real good if he had handled it well he did anything but in my mind and I think the way he handled this the only people that are backing him are the Aggies of course but everybody else looks at him as kind of an unhinged guy that uh, is a little bit out of control. And now, under a lot of pressure, can you imagine what's going to happen this year on the field? Because I think A&M's got a much better team. And I'm not talking about just October 8th. But let A&M lose two or three games, and what are you going to hear? Boy, they can buy players, but they can't win on the field. And then if they win, well, sure they can win. They bought players. They're in a tough spot. And I think that Jimbo put a target on his back that's bigger and bigger. I mean, he had a target. 
Okay, he's making a lot of money. Now it's it's one of those glow-in-the-dark highlighted targets that everybody can't miss. You know, near, far, dark night. I think that people are going to refer back to that soundbite over and over and over again. And I think it's going to be one on the field. And I think Nick Saban has the better team at Alabama. I think in the end he's going to look, if not better now, look better by the end of the fall. Yep. He is Chris Landry at LandryFootball.com. I'm Dave Hooker off the Hooksports.com. It's up and running live with videos, all kinds of good stuff, current player interviews. We've also got interviews with guys like uh, Paul Feinbaum Insiders and, and Chris Landry is the ultimate insider. So have a fantastic day. You have got to click on that link to make your pet happy, craft treats, anxiety, and and all that stuff and all that arthritis are no more with craft treats. Chris, I'm Dave. Have a fantastic